Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. It's time to do it. Send your text messages through on 0433-9811-16. We're going to stop, change tack from Aussie rules, talk about one of our other beloved football codes here in Australia. It's time to chat with Elliot Vesley from the edge of the crowd, all about the latest in the NRL. Welcome, Elliot. Thank you very much for having me again. Oh, my absolute pleasure. Now, we should probably start right up the top. Uh, I know it's not one that you probably really want to spend too much time on, so go through it as quickly as you can being a West Tigers supporter. But the first game of the round of round four, it was Titans eight over West Tigers six. Yeah, this one is upsetting on a personal level, obviously. <laughs> but um, it was it was a very weird match. Probably a lot of people um, would have switched off almost halfway through. There was not much happening. Kind of thought it was going to be one of the first NRL games with no tries at all. Um, the Titans did manage to come away with the win there. Um, for the Tigers, I, I don't know what to say really with them. And uh, I, I love them and everything, but it, it, it's getting a bit out of hand there. And the next four rounds, kind of see them take on South Sharks, you know, some really good teams, and it could be a really long time before they get a win. And that's very worrying. It is a little um, bit, bit worrying for them. I know there's lots of talk about what their right half combination could be, but I think it's probably more than just solving the question of the halves. Yeah, it, it will be for the Tigers. It's missing a little bit um, too much just for one player to come back and solve it all. You know, people talk about Jackson Hastings and Adam Dewey being out, but... They're missing just too much next year. They've got some great signings coming on board, but hey, there is there is a lot of trouble happening around the Tigers, unfortunately. Um, for the for the Titans, there, I thought they were, you know, a bit disappointing. But um, to come away with the two points is everything you need and everything you want. It was a crazy ending. Um, I thought AJ Brimson and Toby Sexton are linking really well in the halves. And uh, I think Tino Fasulmala-Awi is really coming into his own. And uh, that's always good to see. All right. Moving along to the Sharks v Knights, the first of the Friday night game. Uh, the Sharks got up 18 to, to nil. No tries run through for Newcastle. It was all about the Sharkies. Yeah, Newcastle, I, I, they're for, they fell off a little bit this week, which I was surprised about. But... Um, uh, Aiden Tolman scored the opening try in his 300th game, which mm. was a great moment. Um, Kalakai crossed. Uh, Nico Hines is just... The, I, I know I keep talking on and on about Nico, but he's just such a great addition to that team. He is. The, the, way he, the, the, the way he can control them and, and the way his kicking just leads the, their, their offense is just unbelievable. And he is seriously pushing them well into final contention. But in my mind, they're, they're a real mid-top eight team. It's, it's not a top four team. It, it, it's amazing what they're doing there. Yeah, right. Now, a couple of sin bins, one each side. Uh, Braley right at the end there for Cronulla in the 79th minute. But Dominic Young in the 60th minute for the Knights wouldn't have helped their cause at all. No, it, it, it's not great. With I've seen a lot of people set up this weekend mm. so far. Um, 
it's good to have polar backs in the Knights, but losing losing a player like that, like Dominique Young, he really has brought a lot to the side in the last few weeks. Um, I, I still think I really rate Jake Clifford and Adam Clune highly. I think they're really, really talented young players. Um, and for the Knights, they just need to work out what really worked for them in the opening few weeks. And they, they just need to stick to that. Yeah, it's going to be a tough tough one of review, I suppose, for the Knights because they're better than not getting any points on the board at all against Cronulla. Moving to the second game of Friday night, the Panthers 26 over the Rabbitohs 12. It was a five tries to two win for the Penny Panthers. Yeah, this is a good win yet again from the Panthers. They, mm-hmm. they truly are the most dominant team in the league at the moment. Um, Isaac Tago was great. Uh, uh, Tyler May crossed twice. He's looking so red hot at the moment, but you know it really shows not only what Nathan Cleary brings to that squad now he's back, but you, you saw that Nathan Cleary came back into the squad, had a good game, but it just freed up Jerome Luai to play some amazing football. It just it took those weights off his shoulders and just it allowed him to really roam freely, and he was so much better for it and. Uh, yeah, Penrith are looking red hot at the moment. And they have next uh, Canterbury Bulldogs next weekend, so good chance for them to go 5-0 and for the start of the year as well. Moving into the Saturday games now, Elliot, uh, the Warriors-Broncos game. I saw a little bit of this one uh, this morning when I was also watching the AFLW match, but the Warriors, they were impressive. Three tries to one in a 20-6 to victory over the Broncos. Yeah, the Warriors were really impressive actually in this one. Uh, Reese Walsh was he is so quick that guy he is so so quick um, and he he just went to Jesse Arthurs a few times and it, it was really really good to see um, Marcelo Montoya also quite the line there um, but the, the Warriors look like a team that you, you just never know what you're going to get from them but it was a good performance this week but uh, on the flip side of that for the Broncos yet again I, I, I don't know what quite missing for them. They're just they're, they're not clicking quite right. Uh, Adam Reynolds obviously got his first try for the club, which is good. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's a bit it's a bit weird in, in, in Broncos land at the moment. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Adam Reynolds maybe just needs a little bit of time to click with the side, but they have been a little bit ho-hum, the Bronx, and both of those sides sitting with two wins and two losses, but Warriors with the superior um, points differential as them sitting on top. Uh, moving through Saturday into the the game, uh, Seagulls versus Raiders. It was Seagulls 25 to the Raiders 6. They ran in four tries uh, to one. And we've got a, a question that's come in through from Craig in Launceston in Tassie following along to the NRL. And he wants to ask you, Elliot, uh, does he, do you think that the Seagulls will make the top four by the end of the season for um, the NRL? That's from... Craig in Launceston? Um, I don't necessarily think that they're, they're going to make the top four. I think that is a very, very long shot for them, having watched the first few rounds. Um, I, I'm, I, I need to see more footy from Manly to really get a good feel from them. It, it, it's, it was scrappy in the first two weeks. In the first few weeks, it was it was very scrappy. Tom Trevojevic was struggling to kind of find his rhythm. He has now found a bit of rhythm there and, and Oluquatu looks good, Ruben Garrick looks good. 
I, I just think with Manly, we need to see them play a bit more football. And the real difference for Manly is they have to start beating top teams. That's the only way they're going to gain respect and that they're going to make the top four if they can really put a number on top teams. They, they've just been known to blow out these smaller teams, but they, they need to start winning big games and that will give them the credibility to make the top four. Yeah, so they're sitting currently just outside the top eight, aren't they? Because they're in tenth. So maybe uh, for Craig, top four, maybe a a longer shot away, but top eight definitely in their sights as they look to find some form. They've got plenty of good players. But if we look back at this game, so yeah, the four tries to one. Just uh, the Raiders, Ricky Stewart. He's a a passionate. You know the way he plays and the way he coaches. It all comes out in his body language, doesn't it? So, um, you know, how do you think he's reviewing this match for the Raiders? The Raiders, I think that he's reviewing it in, in the way that it wasn't all too bad for the Raiders. At some points, they looked all right there. Uh, Charles Nickel-Cluckstad did, did struggle a little bit at the back. Um, but Jack Whiten has just bounced back from what was an off year for him last year that sees him really starting to gain some form. And it's always good to see a big running 5-8 take on the line. And he did manage to get across. Uh, and he's starting to form a combination with Brad Schneider, which is really good to see as well. So for the Raiders, I, I think that they also are one of those teams that they're missing a, a few key elements to their squad, which uh, you know need to kind of go out there into the market in the off-season and, and, and buy those. But uh, I, I think that Ricky's going to be having them <laughs> hard on their heels for next week to get to get a win. I couldn't agree with you more. We're chatting with Elliot Vesely of the Edge of the Crowd, NRL author for Edge of the Crowd. And the last game on Saturday, all complete, obviously, now, well and truly, uh, the Roosters 28 to the Cowboys 4. It was six tries to one, a very comprehensive and complete showing from the Roosters this round. Yeah, look, the Roosters are, are coming back to the and I'll shout out my two friends, Greg Levine and Aaron Frack, who are passionate Rooster supporters, and they just nail in for me. The Roosters are never uh, out of a fight, and they really showed that tonight. I think that Trent Robinson obviously wasn't at the game tonight. He has COVID, mm-hmm. um, but he would have nailed that into them this week. Um, gee, Joey Manu, he is such a handful for that team. He is impossible to defend and he's so good and, and Tedesco is just he, he's brilliant he really really is and uh, I think everything was kind of sliding the Roosters way tonight it was it was really good to see that the Roosters have bounced back um, uh, you know going back to maybe Craig's response uh, before from that text I think that the Roosters will honestly slip in there somewhere around the four mark uh, I think they will struggle in certain games this year, especially when they lose players to origin. Yeah. But I think the Roosters have too good of a side to be anywhere out of that area. Now, the Cowboys are ill-disciplined. This is it's fairly rare, but they basically played, well, the majority of this game a player down because they had three sin bins, one in the 21st minute, one in the 50th minute, and one in the 71st minute. You're not helping your cause if you've got blokes sitting off in the sheds. No, yeah, 30 minutes of uh, of missing uh, man down is just it's horrific, and Todd Payton would have absolutely hated that. It's it's just poor discipline from them, and it, and to get sent to the bin now, we know 
how often it is happening. We know that if they're going to send anything careless to the bin. So they just have to be more careful than that. And they just look like cowboys weren't, weren't like, uh, they weren't, uh, uh, adhering yeah. to the rules that have now been put in play. It was just weird. Yeah, just such, yeah, silly, silly, really, when you look at it that way. The rules are there. Uh, if you keep um, trying to flaunt them and push the barriers, you end up in the shed. So tomorrow, two more games to complete round four. Who are your tips quickly? Melbourne Storm over Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Yeah, that's right. Melbourne Storm <laughs> definitely over the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs, I guess. I can't see Canterbury getting a win here. Uh, under any circumstances, especially because it's being played in Melbourne. Yeah, exactly right. And a tougher one maybe to tip, Eels versus the Dragons. Yeah, I know you're an Eels supporter, so I'm not trying to suck up, but I definitely think the Eels will get it done here. <laughs> I'm happy to hear that. And, of course, it is the semifinals for the Telstra Women's Premiership uh, in NRL. Dragons take on the Titans and Broncos take on the Roosters. Any tips on who's going to progress through to the big grand final? Yeah, I'll be out there tomorrow at Lakehart. It's going to be a very good day. Uh, finals footy is always very good. Uh, I, I like the Dragons in the first game. Yep. I thought Emma Tonegato was absolutely brilliant in her last few games. Uh, she is a superstar. And uh, in the second game... I, I think that the Broncos are going to get this done. I really think that they're just the two dominant of the team and they will get that victory of the Roosters. Oh, well, Elliot, it's always great to speak NRL and to get a, a solid wrap on what's been happening across the round so far. Thanks for joining us again on The Overnight Crowd. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Maccas, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.